Chapter Eight of A Little Florida Lady by Dorothy C. Payne. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Bologna Times. Chapter Eight: Learning to Swim. Marian, Julia, Beth, Harvey, and Don were in bathing. The deep water enclosed by the walk and piling surrounding the boathouse made a safe bathing place for them, safe at least from the alligators though the water was deep. Harvey and Don were the only ones in the party who knew how to swim. The other children struggled hard to learn. Harvey was a very willing teacher, but did not know exactly how to impart his knowledge. He said, Why, it's very easy. See, you just have to start out like this, and there you are. Thereupon they started out as directed, but alas, they were not there, as he said. Their feet grew unaccountably light, so that their heads disappeared under the water. However, they enjoyed even the ducking. Don reveled in the water frolic as much, if not more, than any of them. He was ever ready to do the children's bidding, and ever kept a watchful eye on his charges. Beth, however, was his especial care. He seemed to feel an ownership for her. Don, too, tried to encourage the children in their efforts to swim. He plunged out into deep water, and then looked persuasively back at the children nearer shore, as if to say, "'Follow me. It's really very easy.' Beth, as usual, proved the venturesome one, and started out after Don. Mrs. Davenport, who was sitting on the wharf doing some fancy work, and at the same time watching the children, called, "'Beth, do be careful, or you'll get into trouble.' "'Why, Mama, I am careful.' Mrs. Davenport, again, became absorbed in her work. Suddenly she was startled by screams from the children. Above the other voices she heard Marian calling, "'Don! Don! Save her!' Poor Mrs. Davenport sprang to her feet in a frenzy of terror. It was as she expected. She saw her beloved Beth sinking. She was so horrified that for a second or two she could not cry out. Harvey was near Beth, but made no effort to rescue her. "'Harvey! Harvey!' screamed Mrs. Davenport. "'Save her!' But even as she cried, another was swimming to the rescue, and this was faithful Don. He had no idea of letting his beloved little mistress drown. He grabbed her by her bathing suit and swam towards the shore with her. "'Why, Mrs. Davenport, we didn't think you'd be frightened. It's only play!' called Harvey. How proud the delighted dog was! He thought he had really saved Beth's life. He did not know that she was just pretending for the fun of having him come to her. Day after day the children struggled to learn to swim, but with rather poor success. At last they thought of trying light logs to keep them up. This proved quite successful. They placed the log across their chests and under their armpits, and then made their hands and feet go. This was quite like swimming. After a time they tried it even in the deep water inside the boathouse. One day Beth ran down ahead of the others. Don, for a wonder, was not with her that morning. She thought she would have some fun all by herself. Her log was in the boathouse. She fearlessly jumped into deep water with it, but somehow she got beyond the range of the walk. In trying to paddle back to it, her log slipped away from her. Then she grew very much frightened. It was a case of swim or sink. Terrified as she was, she had presence of mind to keep her hands and feet going. To her surprise, she did not sink. 
She had only a little ways to go and made it without very much effort. When the other children came, she was all excitement. Just see, I can swim, I can swim. Beth hastened to show off her wonderful accomplishment. She was disgusted when Harvey laughed at her. Why, Beth, you swim in regular dog fashion. You claw the water just like Don. You ought to go like this. She tried striking out with her arms as he bid, but could not swim that way. Whereupon she declared, I like swimming dog fashion best. One evening Mr. Davenport came home and said, Mary, how would you like to go down to the seashore for a week? And take us? exclaimed Beth. Mr. Davenport was in a teasing mood. I will take Marion because she has been good, but as to you, I must find out first from Mama if any bad girl has been around here lately. We can't take bad girls with us. Beth held her breath for her mother's answer. Well, James, for a wonder, we have had an unusually good girl here for the past week. If we go, she may go too. Beth danced a jig in the intensity of her joy. Where are we going, Papa? Down to Fort George Island, which is at the mouth of the St. John's. We will leave tomorrow morning. Can you be ready by that time, Mary? I guess so. Mrs. Davenport was accustomed to her husband's desire to start at a moment's notice. He had made a like suggestion many times before. At Beth's earnest solicitation, she was allowed to take Don with her. The next morning, when they boarded the boat for Fort George's, Beth was very much surprised to behold Julia. "'Why, Julia, how nice of you to come down to see us off. But how did you know we were going?' "'I didn't come to see you off. I'm going to Fort George, too. Your papa was over last night and persuaded papa and mamma to go.' "'Oh, goody, goody, goody!' Julia and Beth took possession of the boat from the first moment. They inspected it from one end to the other. They made friends with the captain and those under him. They went up even to the pilot-house and helped run the boat, or, at least, they thought they were helping. The morning proved a very happy one for them. The trip delighted their parents also. They were content to sit still and watch the St. John's as it curved and widened on its course to the ocean. There is hardly a more picturesque river in America. As they neared the sea, its briny odor was wafted to them by the breeze. Great sand dunes rose on both sides of the river. Upon reaching Fort George, the Davenport party drove in the bus to the hotel over the hardest of shell roads. Magnificent palms lined the way on both sides. All the foliage, in fact, was extremely luxuriant. The island was more tropical than anything that the Davenports had seen so far in Florida. A gentleman in the bus proffered the information to Mr. Davenport that the island had once been visited by Talleyrand. He said it had been owned by a French grandees who carried on an extensive slave trade from the island. When questioned about the mounds of shells that are so numerous at Fort George, the gentleman explained that for many centuries the Indians had congregated on the island in oyster season and held high festivals. They probably feasted on oysters and corn, and these mounds were the result. The week that followed was one of almost unalloyed bliss to Julia and Beth. They got into very little mischief, although they simply lived out of doors and up in the trees. Each morning a number of the people from the hotel went in surf bathing. Beth was always one of the party, 
Mrs. Davenport did not care to go in, but she generally sat on the beach and watched the bathers. Since Beth had learned how to swim, she caused her mother much anxiety. She was very venturesome, and would often swim far out beyond her depth. Don did not enjoy salt water as much as he did fresh, and therefore he often rested beside Mrs. Davenport. One morning only children went in bathing. All the men were away fishing, and the women did not care for the sport. Mrs. Davenport was unusually anxious, and she warned Beth to stay near shore with the other children. Beth obeyed pretty well at first, but before she knew it she was out where the water was over her head. "'Beth, it's time to come in!' called her mother. Beth raised her head and spurted out some water. "'Why, Mama, I'm coming.' "'No, you're not. You're going out!' and Mrs. Davenport sprang to her feet in sudden terror. "'Why, Mama, I'm swimming as hard as ever I can.' In fact, Beth was trying her very best to reach shore, but notwithstanding her desperate efforts, she was slowly but surely drifting out to sea. One of those treacherous undertows that abound on the Florida coast had her in its deadly power. Mark Charlesworth, one of the boys, rushed to the side of Beth's mother. "'Oh, Mrs. Davenport, she'll surely drown unless someone saves her. A boy was drowned just that way last winter.' Mrs. Davenport was almost frenzied. She could not swim, and she knew that personally she could not rescue her child. She looked in vain for assistance. The other children had come from the water and rushed frantically up and down the beach, wringing their hands in terror. Beth realized that her position was critical, and she struck out with such desperate energy that soon she felt her strength failing her. Terror seized upon her, so that she feared she could not keep up another instant. "'Mama!' she screamed. "'I'm sinking!' Mrs. Davenport's heart grew leaden. Was there no hope for her child? Must she stand helpless and see her drown? No, no, there must be some way of saving her. She would not despair. "'Dearie, don't give out!' she cried. "'Mama will save you!' The words strengthened Beth to strive anew. At this instant Mrs. Davenport's eye rested upon Don's, lying fast asleep in the shade. Her heart seemed to jump into her mouth in the intensity of a new hope. "'Don! Don! Go to Beth!' she cried. But Don would not heed. He did not realize the danger. He was tired and wished to sleep. "'Beth! Call Don!' Beth, who was drifting farther and farther away, heard, and yelled, "'Don! Don!' The dog immediately pricked up his ears. Then he jumped to his feet. "'Don! Don!' At that second appeal, he bounded into the water. Mrs. Davenport felt like falling on her knees in thanksgiving. "'Dearie, don't give up. Don's coming.' Beth heard, and her strength revived sufficiently for her to struggle afresh against that terrible undertow. The big waves swirled around Don, who swam directly towards Beth. Mrs. Davenport's heart almost stood still while her anxious eyes kept watch on her struggling child and the noble dog. "'Thank God the eddy has Don too in its wake, and is helping him on to my child. Beth's strength again seems to be failing. Will she be able to hold out? On, Don, on! Supposing he cannot make it. Supposing the child sinks before he reaches her.' These seconds of watching seemed an eternity to the frantic mother. "'Thank God he is almost within reach of her. Bravo, Don, bravo!' He has Beth 
fast by the bathing suit. Brave, brave dog. Now he is headed towards shore. Will he ever be able to make it with that awful undertow to work against besides the extra precious burden he carries? How heroically he struggles! Oh, noble, noble Don, you will save her yet and keep a mother's heart from breaking. Yes, he is slowly but surely making headway against the eddying waters. Now, now, his feet surely touch bottom. Yes, and Beth knows it, and struggles to her feet. Thank God she is still conscious. Though Beth was very much frightened, she was in no way harmed by her watery experience, and rushed straight to her mother's open arms, both unmindful of the wedding Mrs. Davenport received. Don pricked up his ears and wagged his tail from side to side. He could not understand why they did not notice him immediately, as they had done before when he rescued Beth. Really, it was enough to ruffle the patience of any dog. He barked to attract attention. Thereupon, Mrs. Davenport turned to him and patted him while tears trickled down her cheeks. Yes, Don, we know what a very noble fellow you are, and love you with all our hearts. We'll never forget what you've done. Beth said nothing but patted Don, who expressed his appreciation as best he could, by licking Beth's hands and face. If he could have talked, he would have said, "'Little mistress, I'm so glad I could show you my love for you. I do dearly love you all, and am thankful that I saved you. Life with you is better than it was at sea. I will always be faithful to you.' This narrow escape of Beth's made Mrs. Davenport wish to return home, she said she would not stay with the children where the water was treacherous. The following day, therefore, they all returned to Jacksonville. End of chapter 8